0: Hello, everybody. I'm Jason Trader, the Prince of Wessex, and there are some that know the interpretation of that. But today, I am not accompanied by the fabulous Millie T. She is sitting around the house somewhere taking care of a sick child. And uh, we hadn't uh, posted in a while, so I wanted to make sure that I got out here and posted. So here we are today with the art of being the podcast. So, Sorry we haven't uh, been around in a little bit. Um, to be honest, uh, the reason that uh, I haven't been recording and uploading uh, podcasts and videos is uh, I was challenged by a, a mentor in the faith, a person who I would consider a spiritual father, um, someone who uh, means quite a lot to me even now. Uh, but he had a disagreement Um I have decided to live my life according to the Torah. I believe that I'm saved by grace through faith in Yeshua. and uh, But I believe that Yeshua didn't... Uh, when he said, your sins are forgiven, that's grace. But he didn't finish the sentence there. He kept the sentence going. And he finished the sentence with, go and sin no more. And uh, when I investigated what sin was and what it... Entails it turns out that sin is not following the Torah, which was laid back long ago, and many in the Western Church would say that that's not true; they would say that we're no longer under this law, and we'd no longer have to keep the commandments. You get those that say we have to keep the moral and and not the ceremonial and you get others to say we don't have to keep any and you get some that say, oh it's just the Sabbath that matters and truthfully um When you look at the Bible and really study it for for what it says, and and the trick is you have to look at it from a Hebrew point of view and not a Western, Greek, or Roman thought, which is what we have. If you live in uh, speaking mostly to people in Europe and America, Australia, places like that, we have a completely Roman and Greek view of the Bible, and it has skewed how we see the Word of God, and it has skewed the truth and hidden it from us to where when you see things like Paul saying we're not under the law, you say, see there, we don't have to keep the law. Or have you not read the book of Galatians? I get that one like all the time. And then you read the book of Galatians and nowhere does it say you don't have to keep the commandments. The whole book of Galatians is really just a discourse telling people, uh, stop telling these people that are coming into the faith that they're saved by the law and they have to practice that to be saved because you're saved through Yeshua. So the book of Galatians never says don't keep the commandments. It just says you're not saved by keeping the commandments. We insert that last part in and it has led to huge misconceptions. The devil has his hands in your head right now. He has his hands in the church and he is manipulating you and twisting you. And I realized the truth and I came to understand what the importance of keeping the law was and why I'm required to keep it. And this mentor in the faith, uh, he listened to one of my videos and he challenged me. He sent me an essay uh, explaining why I was not correct and why uh, and it was specifically me. Uh, the specific statement I made was um, that Paul preached the Torah, and that not keeping the laws of God is a sin. And that was what he challenged, because he did not feel that that was correct. So I took a step back. Uh, I I read that paper for several weeks, over and over again. I studied the scriptures within it. Uh, if this was just some random guy and some random comments, I might have just. Uh, you know looked it up once and kept on moving but like i said this was a father in the faith this is a guy i can turn to and uh when someone like that in your life says you're wrong uh, you have to take a step back and uh, analyze yourself so it's been a while since i've posted because i've been analyzing my position and making sure that i've not been led astray and that i'm not leading others astray I basically was sitting there with God and praying and saying, Hey, God, when are you going to unleash me? When are you going to let me go back to speaking to the people? And uh, he was like, Go do it right now. So here I am, recording another episode back to record a podcast for you. And today I'm going to reiterate my point that I just made, but I'm not going to do it by proving any of the points that I just discussed. <laughs> Normally, if you bring up Paul or Galatians, I should do that (laughs) to make my point. See? See? See what I said is true, but I'm not going to do that at all. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the man Stephan. Yes, that's right. We're going to Acts 6 for this study, and we're going to hear about Stephan. He was the young man who shone like an angel, who looked to the heavens, and he saw the word, and he preached the truth. He is one of the earliest Christian martyrs that we have. And a slight bit about his story uh, will make a drastic point as to why we're still required to keep these laws, the law of Elohim. And let's get into it. So I got Acts six. 12 and 14. I'm going to read real quick here from the ESV. I don't know why I'm reading from the ESV. It's just the version I have up. I think a lot of other versions are just fine, but that's what we're going to hit here today, and it reads, And they stirred up the people, and the elders, and the scribes, and they came upon him, and seized him, and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said this man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the Torah for we have heard him say that this Yahshua of Nazareth will destroy this place and will charge and sorry will change the customs of Moses that Moses delivered to us and gazing at him All who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. So we know that his face was like the face of an angel. That's uh, reminiscent of Moses coming down from the mountain on Mount Sinai. When he received the law, it says that his face cloned. So clearly, Stephan is blessed by the Holy Ghost here. And we have um, some stuff going on where... He is preaching the gospel of Yahshua. Now, the ESV says Jesus, but I'm not going to say Jesus. Uh, I say it interchangeably, but the, the dude's name was Yahshua. Uh, so that's what I'm going to call him. And another thing that I changed in my interpretation was when I got to verse 16. Verse 16 ends with the word and the law. Uh, and if you recognize, I said the Torah. Uh the law is misinterpreted in your Bibles and and I do have an episode we're going to do for another day uh, to get into the different places that, that the word law is misinterpreted, that the word Torah is misinterpreted. But anytime you see the word nomos, N-O-M-O-S, nomos in the Greek, that is the uh, person who is... Translating this scripture, they saw – they used the word nomos to describe where they saw the word Torah because their understanding at the time uh, was that the law – the, or sorry, was that the Torah was the laws of God. Now, what Torah really means is the teachings, and law is a complete misinterpretation. But knowing that that misinterpretation was held, we know that anywhere we see the word nomos in the New Testament, it is almost equivocally uh, representative of the Torah. That's that's the law. That's, that's what that is referring to. It's referring to the first five books of the Bible, Uh, which contains the history of the creation of the world and laws and customs to live by, including uh, when to celebrate holidays, when to rest, what to do with your ox, and how to treat your wife. All that is wrapped up in the law, and so I like to uh, bring light to the misinterpretations, which is why I said Torah there instead of law, but I digress. The key point that I want to address here is um, coming from uh, verse 13. So in verse 13 it says, And they set up false witnesses. And they set up false witnesses. Now this false witness, we know that this is one of the things that old Elohim he detests. He hates false witnesses. And the fact that this council, this is the Council of Jerusalem, we're talking about a bunch of Pharisees here, uh, they're the governing body and the religious body um, that existed in, in uh, Israel during the time of uh, Yahshua and during the time of, of Paul. And the Stephan, who is preaching the gospel of Yahshua, who the Pharisees don't really like and just tried to have murdered, turns out the dude knows how to raise from the dead, kind of foiled their plans, but they don't like this guy, and they don't want uh, Yahshua to be preached because they see how Yahshua was pulling people away from their customs and their traditions and telling people to follow the law of God. That's an episode for another day. Don't lose me now. We'll, we'll discuss how Yeshua preached the Torah um, at another time. But what we have here is false, and I said it several times and highlighted the word false because what these men are saying, if the Bible says that it's false, if the Bible says that it's true, then it's true. If the Bible says that it's false, then it's false. The Bible is the only perfect and accurate document that we know. It has, you know, some interpretation flaws maybe, but it is the closest to perfect that we can get is the word of Elohim and right here it uses the word false so we know that these witnesses are lying they're liars they're not telling the truth so these witnesses what was the false testimony that they gave they said this man never ceases to speak words against his holy place he's talking about the the tabernacle and the Torah, again, the law. So, these false witnesses are saying that Stephen speaks against the tabernacle and speaks against the Torah. Now, what did we say earlier about if the Bible says it's true, then it's true. And if the Bible says it's false, then it's false. So, if these false witnesses are saying, and lying about what they're saying. And they're saying that Stephen speaks against the Torah. And that's a lie. That means Stephen, Stephen, however you say his name. The dude who shone like an angel. That man never spoke against the Torah. Well, that's very interesting. And the reason that's interesting is because... If he didn't speak against the Torah, then why do Christians today do so? Why do Christians today insist that they're only under grace and get to live their lives any way they want? Let me tell you the theme of the Bible. The theme of the Bible is you can't do what you want. You must do what the Most High wants. You must do it the way that the Most High wants. You must do the things He wants you to do, when He wants you to do them, how He wants you to do them. You must live according to the Word of God and not according to how you want to live. And the Torah tells us how to live. It's the Word of God. And this man is being accused of speaking against the law, basically saying that they basically came to the council and said, this man doesn't follow the law. How do we know that that's what they said? Because they were trying to get him killed. You see, not following the Torah, you can get punished by death. You're getting stoned, man. Getting, you, you're getting excommunicated, right? You're getting kicked out. You, you're, getting, you're getting killed. That's how serious that it is following the law to the people of Israel that we're not going to have nobody coming up against this law. You've got to die. You gotta go. They used the false accusations False accusations to say he spoke against the law to say he said we don't follow the law so that they would have the rights to stone him and kill him dead. And the Bible tells us that their testimony was false, meaning this young man never once in his life opened his mouth and spoke against the law of God. Never once. He didn't do it because the Bible says that it's false. It was a false accusation. Yet every day when I go in the comment sections to try to start some fights, and I do, oh man, I love it. (laughs) I go into some of them comments and I type things like, well, it's a good thing we have the Sabbath coming up so that we can all rest. And I say it knowing that I'm in a forum of Protestant reformed people that don't feel that way. And, uh, I'm egging somebody on <laughs> to comment back. And when I go into these comments, all the time I'm told, you can do that. You can do it if you want. As long as you don't feel that it's a requirement. Because then it's legalism. right? That's what people think. They think it's legalism. The truth is, you don't understand the law. You don't understand the Torah. You don't understand Yahshua. And you don't understand the message if you think that we don't have to continue to follow these customs. The entirety of the Old Testament, almost all that the prophets had to say, is them telling the children of Israel to return to the law. You name me a prophet that wrote a book in the Bible and and, and you, you will do a, a, a word search of every time they use the word repent and you'll see that their call to repentance was a call for the children of Israel to return to the law. Yet when Yahshua walks up on the scene, when John the Baptist walked up on the scene and they say the words repent, oh, that means something different. Well, if you're going to apply your Greek philosophy that you call hermeneutics to this message, then you have to understand that the word repent means to return to the house of Israel. And it means return to the laws and the customs that Elohim set forth for his people. And this man, Stephan, you see, he kept the law. He was a keeper of Torah. Because the accusations that said that he did not and that he spoke against it were false. And if he did not speak against it, then the opposite is true. And this is only highlighted even further when you look into Stephan's response. (laughs) Because Stephan gives him a long response, right? In, In Acts 7, 51 through 53, and now this is the King James because I'm randomly switching translations for whatever reason in my notes. But it says, Ye stiff-necked, hmm, that's some real King James there. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in the heart and ears, ye do always resist the Rahu Kakodesh, the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so did ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? or they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one. He's talking about the coming of the Mashiach, the coming of the Messiah. Of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the Torah by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. So when you look at Stephen's response here, When you look at what the young man says back to them, he goes through and he preaches the Torah to them. Go ahead and read his response. He talks to them and reminds them what the Torah says. He reminds them what they've been brought through. And then in this verse that I just read, he reminds them, how many of these prophets did your fathers kill when they told you to return to the law. How many of them did you kill just as you killed the Messiah? And it says there at the end of verse 53 that you received the Torah and did not keep it. So what he's telling them is these accusations against me, these accusations that I don't keep the law. That's what you're accusing me of right now. That's what you're coming and telling you, come into Stefan's world and you're telling Stefan, he doesn't keep the law. That's what, you, that's what they said. That's what they said to the council. And Stefan's reply is, in verse 53, you're the ones that are not keeping the Torah. So basically Stefan is saying, I'm free of guilt. He's free of guilt because he does keep the Torah. You see, you, you got you to look at it, man. You got to look at this. Everyone thinks like, oh, it's because he wasn't under the law, so he wasn't required to keep it. That's what you're thinking. That's what's going on in your mind right now. Yeah, he didn't speak against it, but that doesn't mean he followed it, right? Well, Yahshua said, he said that the Pharisees were in the seat of Moses. He said they were the ones with the power and the authority, even though he didn't like some of the customs that they tried to add to the word of God. And he definitely spoke against that. Paul does as well. That they don't, they speak against the customs, but the Torah itself, they always upheld. And they always stood behind, and they always followed to a T. If you look at the Messiah and his life, as a matter of fact, if he took one step away from the Torah, he would have sinned and not been the Messiah. Our Messiah followed the Torah every day of his life, and we are to live the way our Messiah lived. And Stephen right here says, you are the ones that didn't receive the law. I still have the law. You're the ones that have not received the law. These false accusations that I do not keep the law and that I speak against the law are not true because I'm not the one persecuting the prophets that come and speak of the law. You're the one who went to these prophets that told you to repent, that told you to return to the law, and yet killed them. And now you're standing here trying to kill me, saying that I don't keep the law, and it is false. You are the ones that are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in your heart. You see, circumcision, Paul reiterates this, and you can find it in the Torah as well. When Paul says, you must be circumcised in the heart, everyone says, see, circumcision is different. But then when you look at the original circumcision in the Torah, it says circumcision was of the heart. And that's when we try to see that the Messiah looks at the heart of the man. And Stephen, his heart was on the law. Because the accusations that said that it wasn't were false. And Stephen says, you're the ones that are uncircumcised in your heart. Meaning, you may be circumcised in your flesh. But you ain't keeping the word. You are forsaking the prophets of God. And a prophet has just come. The prophet to end all prophets. The king of kings. The Messiah. He was the stone in David's sling. He was the shout that brought down the walls of Jericho. You have forgotten what you did to those men who told you to return to the law of Moses. You killed them. He reminds them about Joseph. He reminds them about Jacob. He reminds these Pharisees Stephen does in his discourse about the Torah and he tells them you are the ones that are not keeping it by coming against me he is saying you're doing false witnesses which is against the Torah all y'all should be gone instead of me all of y'all should be dead instead of me because what you're doing is a violation of the law so he doesn't say yeah I don't keep the law Right. This is what Stephen could have said, right? You're right, guys. I don't keep the law because Yahshua told us that we don't have to. The things have changed, boys, and the tide is moving, and Stefan's discourse could have been all about this new covenant that everyone likes to talk about. But let me tell you something. You misunderstand the new covenant. You misunderstand it. You don't know what it means because the new covenant is prophesied to help us to return To walk in the commandments of the Most High. That's what the New Covenant is supposed to do. Y'all need to look this stuff up yourself. I'm not gonna read the Bible for you. Now let me tell you something. This man, Stephan, he could have really laid it down and told everybody, we're not under the law. Get out of my face, you Pharisee. I have the authority of Yeshua to not keep this law, but he doesn't do that. Instead, Stephan says, hey, remember Torah guys? And he gives them a brief overview of it. And then he says, hey guys, remember the prophets that told us to return to Torah? You remember those guys? You killed them. He doesn't admit to breaking the law because he doesn't have to keep it anymore. Instead, he reminds them what the law really says and reminds them that what they're doing is in violation of the very law they are persecuting him for not following. But y'all don't, want to, y'all don't want to hear that. You just want to be under grace. You want to live your life the way you want to live it. Now, Stephen's face was shining like an angel. And unless that power was given to him by the devil, which I don't think it was. I think we're looking at a dude who's shining like an angel because the true spirit of the living God was upon him and he was speaking in power, in authority, and in truth. And his whole discourse was a recap of the Torah, which he was told to violate, reminding them, I remember the stories, brothers. I know the word of God. You're accusing me of violating the word of God, but I could tell you all about it if you want to know it. Because I know this thing backwards and forwards And as a matter of fact, when you say that I'm not following this law, it's false And you are the ones that are currently in violation of this law. He uses the law against them. If he wasn't under it, if the law never had authority anymore, if Yahshua did away with the law at his death, then he wouldn't have to use the law against them. He would have been able to use the words of the Redeemer, the coming King. And he would have spoken in that authority and said, Yahshua told us we don't have to do it. Get out of my face. But he doesn't say that. He tells them, and he tells them, you are violators. He uses the law against them. If the law was done away with, then his point would have been invalid. If the law was done away with, then what they were doing wasn't really wrong. It was just according to their authority as governors. And they had every right because the Roman government let them act and practice in certain ways they had every right according to the authority of governance they were the governing body we follow the laws of the land right they could have just killed them, but they needed reason so they came up with a false reason let's lie about this man not following the word and it's false because the Bible says it's false And Stephan tells them, You fools, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised of heart, why are you resisting the Holy Spirit that is trying to lead you down the same path that we were trying to lead your fathers when the prophets came and spoke return to the law, when they said, we must return to Torah? You didn't listen. Yeshua came. You didn't listen. And now, currently, you are in violation of the law. He uses it against them because it still stands and it still has authority and it validates his point because it is affirmed today. You are mistaken. If the Bible says it's false, then it's false. The Bible says that they falsely accused him of speaking against the law. That means Stephen never spoke against the law not once in his days. And I know a lot of Christians out there And they say, I don't speak against the law. I love the law. I love the whole Bible. Well, uh, it says don't eat pork. Well, I don't have to do that. You've never never seen it, Peter's dream. Well, clearly you've never read. I've read Acts chapter 10. You've clearly never read Acts chapter 11 where it tells us the interpretation of the dream. And it ain't got nothing to do with food. And oh, by the way, if you look at the dream, Peter denies the food every single time because he says no unclean thing ever touched my lips. He never eats of that food because he knows that it is a sin to eat of the food. The food was only an example. And the Bible straight up says, don't eat pork, don't eat shellfish. And you say, that doesn't apply to me. That means you spoke against the Torah. That's what it is. If the Bible says that the Sabbath is the seventh day and on the seventh day we're supposed to worship, if that's what the Bible says and you worship on the first day of the week, you worship on Sunday, then you're doing the opposite. You're doing not what the Torah says. You're not following the Torah. Oh, it's okay. I'm not under that law. Then you're speaking against the Torah. Now, if you think that the Torah was done away with, then you can speak against it all you want. And if you're right, then you ain't got no problems. You can say all day, I can eat pork. I don't have to work worship on Saturday. I can worship whenever I want. Jesus is my Sabbath rest. Find that in the Bible. You won't. They like to think that it says that, but it don't. And they'll say, he's my Sabbath rest. Well, the Bible says Sabbath is seven. That's what the word Sabbath even means. It means seven. So that we won't forget. Count your days. There'll be seven, and then you'll hit another day. And that's the Sabbath. And if you're not worshiping on that day, then you're doing a violation of the law. Now, like I said, you may say, well, I'm not under that law. Well, then, then you don't need to be afraid of the violation. But nonetheless, if you're not doing what it says, it's a violation nonetheless. Right? It's like a cop, right, that's speeding down the road. If he's driving in his car and he's speeding, he's committing a sin, he's committing a crime. But if he clicks on them lights because he's chasing a perp and he's got to get somewhere in a hurry, now he doesn't have to worry about the law anymore because his sirens are blaring and it gives him authority to violate that speed limit. So if you're saying that, that the law doesn't apply, then basically you're saying you have your sirens burning... And you can violate that law for a time and you can violate it because you have the authority to do so. But nonetheless, it's still a violation. And that's my point. So if Stephan was said to speak against the law and he never did because the accusations was false, then that means he never said that I got my lights on. I got my lights on on my cop car so I can drive as fast as I want because I have the authority to do so he never said that it would have been a justified violation so he could have said that to the Pharisees but he never said that what he said instead is you are violators of the law and the Bible tells us that it was false a false accusation that he didn't follow the law that he spoke against the tabernacle and he never did Now, if he did under the authority, it wouldn't have said it was false, right? Because he would have had authority to do so. It would have said people came and said that he spoke against the law. And then we would have used our studies to show, oh, he did speak against the law. Let's take a study. Oh, we're not under the law. That's why he spoke against it. But the Bible doesn't say he spoke against the law. The Bible says they falsely accused him of speaking against the law, which means he never did it. What I'm trying to make the point is if the man violated the law because he was under the authority to violate the law, then the Bible would have said so. It wouldn't have said the allegations are false. It would have said that he spoke against the law and he would have explained, Stefan in his discourse why he doesn't have to do that anymore. But the Bible says they falsely accused him of breaking the law, which means he never did break the law, not even in a justified manner because the accusations are false. It's in the Bible, people. It's the word that's used. There's no trickery or Greek translation needed. False is false. He never spoke against the law because Yeshua never spoke against the law. And we are still required to keep the Torah and keep the commandments unto this day. Which is why Stefan tells them you're in violation and uses the law against them because it still held authority and it still held power at the moment. Stefan's statement was not invalidated by an invalidated law. It was enforced by by a validated law that is still present today making his statement true by saying you're breaking the law right now you are the ones breaking the law Pharisees I'm not the one breaking the law you are the ones breaking the law and it says when they heard these things they were enraged at Stephen, the Pharisees they were enraged why were they so mad they already had the false witnesses They had Stephen. They had Stephen here. They had him dead to rights. Based off of false testimony. But they had him dead to rights. Why did they get so mad? Because he was right. They were violating the law. And the law still does hold authority. So that was a sin that they were committing. And every day that you do not keep the law, you are sinning. Look it up in 1 John. Like I said, I'm not going to read your Bible for you. You've got to get into it. I've spent so much time studying and and getting into the weeds and breaking down the the, you know the difference between this word and that word and what it means in greek and what the five different translation is and i put all these beautiful things out in front of people and they still don't believe so i'm not going to give it to you like that i'm going to tell you you're going to have to do the research yourself because i'm not going to convince you of nothing it's got to be the holy ghost and he is speaking to you through the word of god You need to examine passages like these and look at them from a Hebrew point of view and not a Western point of view. See, a Western point of view says, well, he's the first martyr. The Pharisees are killing him because the law was done away with and they don't want to deal with that anymore. They want to stamp out all these people that are saying we're not under the law. These followers of Yeshua that have done away with the Torah, we've got to get rid of them. We got to get rid of these guys. That's what the Pharisees were saying. That was the Hebrew point of view because they didn't want their traditions to be put down. So the Western point of view says that the Pharisees are trying to get rid of the followers of Yeshua. This is the Western point of view and not the truth. That they're trying to get rid of the followers of Yeshua because the followers of Yeshua were trying to say we were not under the law. That's the Western point of view. But when you look at it from a Hebrew mindset, when you look at it from the other set, Side of the coin, Stephen preaches the Torah to the Pharisees when they accuse him of not following the Torah. He preaches it to them, and it says that the accusations are false. So, the Western mind that says the Pharisees were trying to get rid of Yeshua's people because they were trying to get rid of the law, the Bible says that that's a false testimony. You're no different than the false witnesses that came against Stephen. They came against him and said, followers of Yeshua say that they don't have to follow the law. That was the lie that they tried to tell. And you tell that lie every day when you don't follow the commandments of Elohim. I'm getting worked up over here, man. You guys get me upset that the Christian church has so much evidence in front of them and they don't want to accept it. They'd rather accept traditions. I know people that straight up say things that are not found in Scripture, not nowhere, not how. Oh, there's a difference between moral and ceremonial law. No, there's not. What Scripture is that? Oh, we just know that it's true because when Yeshua died, he did away with the law. Well, what Scripture is that? You can't find it. There's no Scripture that is. And anyone that says that the children of Yeshua are not under the law, are the same as the two false witnesses that came against Stephen and said, he spoke against the law. The Bible says he never did that. But you do it every day when you profane the Sabbath of the Most High. You profane his Sabbath. And you say, followers of Yeshua speak against the law. And you think you're okay. The Bible says you're making false accusations against me. That if you come and say, hey, brother Jason, you know, you don't have to keep the law. That's a false accusation. That's what the Bible says. Because the Bible says that they said Stephen said spoke against it, but it, he never did because it was false. But yet you do all the time. Look, man, y'all need to rethink your Christianity. Y'all need to rethink the way you live your lives. If the Bible says it was false, then it was False. That means that boy never spoke against the law. And why not? If you're right with your Western thinking, he had every right to. But the Bible doesn't say that he did it because he had every right to. What it says is they falsely accuse him of doing it. He recaps it to them. He reminds them that all the prophets that came before Yeshua, that came before John the Baptist, they All told you to return to Torah, just as Yeshua said, just as I'm telling you right now. I, Stephan, am telling you that you need to return to Torah because you're violating it with your false witnesses. Standing here in front of me, violating it today, and he called them out for their sin, and that is why they were enraged. They were enraged because he was right. They were violating the Torah, and they deserved the punishment that they were about to give this man who never violated the Torah because false witnesses were the ones who said he violated it. He never violated it. Y'all need to check your scriptures and reread them and think them from a different point of view. You're missing some stuff. I was just like you once. Just like you. And I know. I used to say that I wasn't under the law. I knew exactly why I was allowed to eat pork. I knew exactly why I practice on Sunday. Oh, early believers, they practice on the first of the month. I didn't know. I didn't know because I was told so many times, Peter's dream means we can eat pork. And then you just flip the page and go to the next chapter and whoo, there it is right there. The interpretation of the dream. Man, it had nothing to do with pork had nothing to do with food at all. It was about the Gentiles. But because you're told it so many times, it just becomes this ringing in your ears. When you see it, you know. Everybody tells me, everybody, haven't you read the book of Galatians? Because they're told that the book of Galatians is proof that we don't have to keep the commandments. And you're told it so many times that you start to believe it. But then you read the book of Galatians and you say, let me find the sentence. Therefore, you don't have to keep the commandments and it's not there, and you go, huh, then what is this book is saying? The book is saying that we're not saved by it. That doesn't mean we don't have to keep it. It does mean that if you're looking at it from a Western mindset, but when you look at it from the point of view of the Hebrews, to say you're not saved by the law, they would know what that means they would know because they were never saved by the law they were saved by atonement through sacrifice that was always the plan so that would have made sense to them when paul says you can eat whatever you want hebrew thinkers would have known that did not include pork and shellfish they would have known because from a hebrew mindset pork isn't even food because elohim says it's not food western mindset says we already eat pork so i can eat all meat if, if if you tell a jewish gentleman go to the store and buy meat for the party and then you go and i'm gonna i'm gonna pick on some of my uh, hispanic friends because man oh man did i used to love some of them pork barbecues back in the day oh my god anyway and I tell them go get me some meat to my hispanic friends my Hispanic friend's going to come back with all kind of pork and pork chop and chorizo and all kinds of stuff, man. They're going to come back with a bunch of different kinds of meat. That Jewish guy's going to come back. He's not going to have no pork, and no shellfish, nothing. I, I told him to get all kinds of meat, didn't I? But in his mind, that doesn't include pork. So he's not going to bring it to me because his customs and his law, the Torah, tells him he can't have that. You see, you got to look at it from a Hebrew perspective and you're looking at it from a Western perspective thinking, see what Paul said, we're not under the law. That means we don't have to keep it. But in a Hebrew mind, not being under the law, that means I'm not under the traditions of the Pharisees, not saved by it because the Pharisees were preaching to people that you're saved by the law. That's what they were telling people. So to tell a Hebrew person you're not under the law, they know that that means that they still got to keep stuff. They know that that means they still got to celebrate Passover and Sukkot and Shavuot and worship on the Sabbath and, and not work on the Sabbath. They know that that's what that means because that's how they see it. That's how they see the world. When Paul told the, a bunch of Hebrew people, you're not under the law, they knew what that meant. It meant we're not saved by the law, but God forbid that it meant that they didn't have to keep it. Peter would have been killed just like Stephen. Paul would have been murdered too. But you see, these men never spoke against the Torah. They could have had Peter's head on the chopping block right next to Stephen if they were all out there preaching against the law. And they could have wiped out the whole movement right there and been justified by their laws. But they couldn't do it because the men never said it. And you see all these times that they're trying to trap Yeshua with a woman who committed adultery it said it was a trap because what they were doing, if they killed her, they would have violated Torah. And they were trying to get the Yeshua to say, yes, yeah, stoner, that's what you're supposed to do. And they would have said, see, that's a violation of Torah because the man's not here. It was a trick. It was a trap because they wanted him to speak against the law because if he did, they could have killed him. <laughs> they could have wiped out the whole Christian movement right there with Stefan. If that movement did in fact speak against the law, they could have wiped it all out right then and there. But they could only muster up enough people to falsely accuse one person. If it was a true accusation, then there would have been thousands of people. Remember Pentecost? How many people got saved that day? That's how many witnesses would have been able to stand up and say, I heard Peter speak against the law. (laughs) But he never did. So the Pharisees couldn't wipe out the movement because the men of God were not violating the law. They were keeping it. And so should you. I encourage you to look this up for yourself. Get into the word of God and study it for the truth that it is. If the Bible says it's false, then it's false. They, that man never spoke against the law. He never spoke against the Torah. Never. Not never, not once. Because he kept it. Just as we are to keep it. It's a sin if you don't. And I'm telling you, church, just as the prophets that came before me, and I'm not saying I'm a prophet. Uh, I'm more of a guy who read the back flap of the Bible and started podcasting about it like I've been reading it my whole life, but that man never spoke against the Torah. That's Stephen. He never did. And neither should we. Neither should we. Stephen shone like an angel, and he told those men, you're the ones violating the law, meaning you're the ones in sin. Do you want to be walking up at the resurrection, getting ready, standing in line to see the most high, nervous? Oh, man, I hope he picks me. I don't want that to part from me. I never knew you stuff, man. Waiting in line. And you tap on the shoulders of the guy in front of you and say, Hey, buddy, you nervous? Who are you? What's your story? And he says, My name is Stephen." And I stood against the Pharisees who were trying to say that I violated the law, and I never did. Because I followed the law, just like my Yahshua said. And you say, Stephen we're not under the law anymore he's going to say you know what right before i died someone else said that very same words to me but the holy ghost was with that man the holy ghost was with him because he was speaking the truth because he was recapping the torah to the people and reminding them to re- reminding them of the prophets that told them to repent and repentance meant to return to the law repent repent Repent, church, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Antichrist walks this earth. He's been on the Temple Mount. He's looked at the holy place that he'll stand on. He's smelled the sweat of the men praying and weeping at the wall. He's felt the dirt on the ground. He is getting ready to stand in the temple and say, worship me. And you're out here playing around with the prophets of God saying, I don't have to do that. I don't have to keep that. And you're misled. You're misled and the devil's got you. He's got into your doctrine and into your church. And you're looking at things that you were told instead of looking at things how they are. The accusations were false people. That means that that man never spoke against the Torah. And if you were right, he had every right to. It wouldn't need to say that the accusations were false. If you are right, Christian, and you don't have to keep the law, they never would have had to even mention if it was false or not. Because it wouldn't have mattered whether whether he kept the law or not. But it did matter that he kept it. It did. Because he wouldn't have been walking in perfection if he hadn't been keeping. mm. Woo. I love you. I really do. And just like I said, I used to be like you, man. When I came to this truth, it was Passover, 2016. In 2015, I started a journey uh, studying, just absorbing all the Bible that I kept. I mean, I was listening to preaching as I sleep. I was listening to as I drive, as I brush my teeth. I was studying the Bible every day, and I was on a journey to find the truth. Because I want to know everything, folks. I want to know everything, and I'm on a journey to stu- study the truth. And in Passover 2016, I was like, man, this holiday looks a lot like the gospel message. <laughs> it mirrors my Messiah's life. And it's telling me a story. Why do I have a holiday with bunnies and eggs? Why do we call it Easter? I never even thought about stuff like that. And I started looking into it and I'm thinking, man, we had this holiday this whole time called Passover. That is a exact representation of what my Messiah did for me. It's a representation of his life, of his sacrifice, of his grace, of his mercy. Why am I not doing this? And I started looking into it and I started to see, oh, we are supposed to be doing this. We've been lied to, church. You've been lied to and you need to rethink and relook at how this is. I encourage you to get into your Bible and study the Torah for what it is and see and let it speak to you and know that it is still a requirement today. If you have any questions, please look us up. We absolutely love comments. We love likes. We love shares. We're a super small podcast, so every little bit helps. The biggest thing you can do for us is just share. And the biggest thing you can do for yourself is once you've received the grace of Yahshua is go and sin no more. And I encourage you to go and sin no more. Keep the law of God. Walk according to his commandments. It says thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And if you look at what that really says, it says the Torah is a lamp to my feet. You can't see your path. You don't know where you're going. You're walking in darkness if you're not walking in the Torah of God, if you're not walking in the word of God. Please look us up on Facebook at The Art Being. We're on Twitter at The Real Art Being. I would love to see your emails we're theartofbeing at gmail.com, except in the word being, where the E is, you need to put a three. So it's the art of the letter B, the number three, I-N-G, at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send me an essay like the mentor did, please don't. <laughs> but if you really, really, really want to, and you really got some stuff to discuss, and you're saying, hey, that's great, brother. I heard what you said, but I got some questions about... Peter's dream, for instance. I got some questions about Galatians. I got some questions about what it do- means to not be under the law. And you might have some things that you have to reconcile, and I understand that. And I am here. Leave a comment below, and I would be more than happy to get in there and answer it and uh, or connect you with somebody in your local area that might be able to help you. Uh, we have a network of Messianic Israelites all over this nation. The Word of God is returning, and the people are returning to it. And I pray that you repent of your ways and return to the law of God so that you too may shine like an angel when they say you don't keep the law and they accuse you of violating the laws of God that your face will shine like an angel because you can look up to heaven and say, I keep every last law that the Torah has. Oh, and by the way, I am also covered by the grace of my Messiah. So good luck taking me out. 'Cause I'm coming back with a resurrected body. Pray that y'all blessed. Thank you for sticking around to the end. We love you. This is the art of being the podcast. God bless. Goodbye.